Froy's head was ringing. A fist against his jaw, an elbow to his nose, a knee to his face, and they kept on coming and coming. These old men, he had called them. They came for him one after the other, and there was no mercy to be had this day. But Froy of the Exiles wasn't born for mercy, not to receive, nor deliver it. Behind his attackers was a sycamore tree waiting to die, its limbs half dragging on the dry ground beneath it, and Froy took his chance. Diving high between two of the men, his hands reaching for one of the branches, his body swinging, legs jutting out. A boot to a face, one man down. Then he pounded into another before the branch collapsed under his weight. He pulled it free from the tree, swinging the limb high over his head. A third man down, and then the fourth. He heard a curse and a muttered threat before the flat of his palm smashed the next man who came forward, smashed him on the bridge of the nose, and Froy danced with glee. Until he was left facing Finnegan of Lumetere, and Froy felt the feralness of his nature rise to the surface. No rules, they had declared, and the dark goddess knew that Froy loved to play games with no rules. And so, with eyes locked, they circled each other, hands out, waiting to pounce in the way the wolves in the forest of Lumetere fought for their prey. Froy saw a bead of sweat appear on the brow of the man they called the Queen's Consort, saw the quick fist come his way, and so he ducked, his own fist connecting with precision. But all it took was the thought of the Queen, her head shaking with bemusement, and a smile entering her eyes, to make Froy think again about where to land his second blow. In that moment's hesitation, his legs were kicked out from under him, and he felt his face pressed into the earth. "'You let me win!' Finnegan growled, and Froy heard anger in his voice. Only because she'll kill me if I bruise that lily-white skin, Froy mocked through gasps. Finnegan pressed harder, but after a moment, Froy could feel that he was shaking from laughter. She'll thank you for it, knowing Isabeau. Finnegan leapt to his feet. They exchanged a grin, and Froy took the hand held out to him. Old man, did you call me? Perry, the captain's second in charge, asked behind him because I'm sure I heard those words come out of your mouth. Not out of my mouth, Froy said, feigning innocence and spitting blood to the ground from a cut in his lip. Must have been someone else. Around the sycamore, soldiers of the guard were picking themselves up, curses ringing the air while the lads in training began collecting the practice swords and shields. If he goes for my nose again, I think I'll hang him up by his little balls one of the guards said, getting to his feet. Froy tried to ignore the mockery. Nothing little about me, he grunted. Don't take my word for it, Hindley. Ask your wife. She seemed happy last night, you know, with the size and all. Hindley snarled, knew there was no truth in the words, but the danger was in having spoken them aloud. Froy saw the snarl as an invitation and all hope of ignoring it failed as he lunged at the man, wanting nothing more than to connect a fist to Hindley's nose for the third time that day. Because no matter what, the taunts still stung. Three years ago, when he hardly knew a word of Lumetaren, his tongue would twist around all the strange pronunciations of his new language, causing great amusement amongst those who saw Froy as nothing more than street scum. Here comes the thief with nothing to show for! 
they'd taunt. Finnegan had once told Freud that the greatest weapon against big, stupid men was a sharp mind. It was one of the reasons Freud had agreed to continue his lessons with the priest king. Three years on, he had exceeded everyone's expectations, including his own. Today, they had set up their drills in a meadow close to the foot of the mountains. Finnegan and Sir Topher had business with the ambassador from the neighbouring kingdom of Sarnak, and they had chosen the inn of Balconio as the meeting place. "'You're not as nimble as you used to be,' Perry said, as they walked towards the horse posts by the rock hedges of a flatland farm that had long been deserted. Lumetere was filled with empty farms and cottages, a testament to those who had died during the ten years of terror, which ended three years ago, when Finnegan and the Queen broke the curse and freed their people.